welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your covering. Thank you for your covering. Will everybody say praise the Lord? Amen. Does anybody, if you need a packet tonight, if you don't have one, can you raise your hand and we will get you one? Amen. It doesn't mean anything. It's just that we'll get you a packet. You got to realize I'm the one teaching tonight. So when I teach, I can be a little everywhere praise God but we are going to be talking about belonging everybody say belonging amen belonging and uh, I don't know uh, uh, how you feel but I think there's benefits in belonging to the the church belonging to the kingdom of God amen there's a lot of things that we can uh, uh, see they have to they make me notes See how you guys can read those notes from there, can't you? Amen. I appreciate that. I do. Because my wife will tell you that I need notes. And sometimes she'll say, uh, I need you to go to the story and, and get X, Y, Z. And I'll say, send me a text. Amen. Send me a text. You're laughing, Sister Crystal. Is that the way Paul is? Okay. He still gets it wrong. Okay. Well, Brother Paul, I can say sometimes I'll come back and she'll say, where is this, 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 and this? It, you know, she might say it, but it wasn't on the text. You know, and I just remember that I did, I did, I did just remember <clears throat> I went to the store. She sent me something and she needed something and she said, where's the spinach? And I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> and uh, that's my mind. So thank God for notes. They're getting, they're getting to know me pretty good, to know me what I need. Amen. Everybody say, the benefits of belonging. Amen. There's nothing more exciting than to see God do miraculous things in the midst of your community, amidst of the body. Amen. To see God doing great things for that. Amen. And uh, if I could have gotten uh, Brother Rex to, to do this tonight. Uh, I think he's been, he did a fantastic job. Amen. He's a teacher by trade. And those teachers by trade know how to follow certain things. But sometimes when you're like me, I can be all over the place. Acts the sixth chapter, if you will, this evening, Acts 6. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's good to see you here tonight. Now, there's a video corresponding with this, but, uh, you know, I, I felt, you know, I'm not for sure. My time, I, sometimes I can, my time can be a little long with things, so I will just kind of fill you in here. If you will, let's join together in the sixth chapter, and uh, let's begin uh, to read together here, beginning in verse 1. Why don't we read this, verse 1 through 7? Let's read out loud together. 
And in those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men, honest of report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continued to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parnemius, and Nicholas, the proselyte of Antioch. Did you all get that? Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Praise God. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, for your word. And you may be seated. Praise God. Now, from a a little context here, from the beginning of time, God intended for us to build relationships one with another. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not a good loner. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the kind of person that likes to be, you know, uh, by myself. I like people. I like people. I like to talk to people. I like to have that correspondence and that uh, relationship with one another. Because being alone, I don't think, is, is something that is uh, an inherent part of our DNA, our humanity. And I believe also that God, each one of us are individuals. I thank God for that. You would not want to be like me, and I would not want to be like you, right? It's good that there is some diversity. It's good that there is uh, some different thing, gifts that are to be used within the church, and uh, those gifts are there to exalt Him and to strengthen uh, the unity of the body. Amen. That's what this is all about, is the body, community. And so when you look at the passage, the passage emphasizes the importance of unity within the local assembly, the local church. And here in this uh, uh, scripture, uh, it records a, a, a time or a period of conflict that they were having, and there was this issue with the, uh, the uh, widows uh, and the Hebrew widows versus the Grecians, or actually the Grecians had a complaint, or the Hellenistic Grecians, with the, uh, the Hebrews. They felt like it wasn't fair what was happening. We are getting left out, they are getting provided for, and they had this issue going on. And apparently uh, there was a perception that... Uh, uh, if I might use the word, this subset of widows uh, were receiving more assistance from the church than other people. So uh, in the midst of that, making matters uh, even worse, it seemed as, as if there uh, was a cultural bias 
that was going on, and it might have been the reason for the uh, inequity uh, that, that they seen. And so uh, there was this complaint because the Grecian widows claimed that they were being neglected in the daily distribution. It, the Bible uses the term ministration, but uh, the distribution of food and, and the necessities and things uh, like that. And so uh, the apostles had to come to a place to where they had to manage the situation. They had, everybody say manage. manage. Amen. How many had to manage a conflict one time or another in your life? Amen. So they had to manage this conflict and uh, they had to restore the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the balance or the equilibrium um, and uh, it was challenging. I don't know about you, but when you have a problem, uh, you try to find a solution. And uh, it takes, if you've got a situation, the solution has to be one that both parties can accept, that they can come to an understanding with. And uh, because if you have one that will and the other it won't, you don't have, uh, you don't have a settlement and so uh, this is what they were going, and they were trying to manage the conflict and restoring this, and, and uh, it was a challenging task, and, uh, but, but it required a, an immediate, uh, the immediate attention of the apostles. And so it was required uh, of them to have sensitivity and wisdom. Turn to your neighbor and say sensitivity and wisdom. Let's say it again, sensitivity and wisdom. One more time, sensitivity and wisdom. Now we're going to reverse that. Say wisdom and sensitivity. Now why do you have to say it that much? Because sometimes we lack the wisdom and we lack the sensitivity when we're dealing with people. Now this, I'm, I got this rabbit running in my head right now. I need to slow down. But, but it, it took them the sensitivity and the wisdom to deal with the biases that they were seeing between the Hebrew widows and the Grecian, or the Grecian widows and the Hebrew widows. All right? And the Hebrew widows being, uh, you know, the Jews, it seemed like they were getting the present, you know, they, they were the ones getting taken care of, and the Grecians were getting left out. And so it required a response from them. And they decided, uh, as the church leaders, they said, okay, we want you to appoint seven godly individuals to oversee this matter. In other words, they, they realized, okay, we're at a place now in the growth of the church, of the body, to where we cannot deal with everything that's going on in the body. Amen. That's why you have... Uh, you know, ministry, that's why you have leadership, that's why you have, uh, you know, all the different people that are part. They are individuals, and they've got, they've got gifts, and that's what we're going to talk about. It's, it's gifts, uh, the, the benefits uh, that, that, that comes along with belonging to the body. And so, uh, it wasn't just anybody, they didn't pick anybody. Amen. You can always give somebody a title, but it doesn't mean they're going to do the job. Or you can have a title, but you may not have the calling to fulfill that job. That might be a better way of putting it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you may not have that calling. And, and I don't know about you, but if, if I'm trying to do something, Brother Howard, that's not within my calling, I'd struggle. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so that's where it is. Everybody's got some strong suits. But the, the quicker we, rem, we, we remind ourselves that, you know what, somebody else might have that gift that I don't have, and, and they should be the one that, that, that works in that lane because they have the gifting. Right? And so they were here, and they said, okay, choose you out seven men. They got good report. They're full of the Holy Ghost. They're good guys. Everybody likes them. And we're going to put them in the position or in the, the job of making sure this gets done. But not just done, done the right way. Right? Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. So uh, presumably the conflict between the different groups of, of widows, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, was something that was taken care of at that time when they did that. Because, Elder, we don't read any other part where they had a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? We don't read where they had a problem with that anymore. They took care of the problem. Amen. They took care of the problem and people were taking care of business. They were taking care of those, those things going on in their life. So whether there are, are, are people, <clears throat> there, uh, you know, whenever you have people, there's always going to be a conflict. Right? Turn to your neighbor. That's right, Elder, always. When you're dealing with people. Why? Because you're dealing with personalities. You're dealing with different makeups. We're not the same. And so you're going to have those conflicts from time to time. But once again, you got to have sensitivity and wisdom. You got you to have sensitivity and wisdom because you got to look into the situation. What are you dealing with? Be sensitive about it, but then pray that God gives you the wisdom to help come to a, a, a settlement or a conclusion or to get an answer. That's, that's, what, that's where that's at. So, so there's going to be conflict. Amen. There's going to be conflict. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, we may have conflict sometime. <laughs> Let me ask you a question here. How many has had conflict uh, with... Uh, Family members. Right? You've had that. You know what that... How about, how about at work? How many had a, had, had a conflict at work? How many had a conflict with, with uh, friends? How about it? Now, distant acquaintances, people that you may not know, but yet you, you do have that conflict. And even sometimes conflict... Uh, will happen not just on, on those other occasions, but they will happen within the church body. We, we have to be, Brother May, we have to be sensitive to that. We have to be, the wisdom needs to come from God. And, and, and that, that's the reason why the last couple of years, you know, when we've dealt with COVID, and there's been, and a lot of things were going on, and people were getting sick, and people were dying, and, and, and people were having, uh, uh, what do they call that, um, long COVID? Is that what they call it? Long COVID, where they're having their issues, their lungs, and, and all that. We have all this stuff, and all this stuff, and then, and then they, they have us wear these masks, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you know that there have been families that have fallen apart because of the differences that they had? With their, you know, with what they believed and all this stuff, coworkers and all this kind of stuff. It, so what I'm, I say all that to say this: within the church body, we have to realize that we have all these different personalities and all these different ways of thinking, and conflict can very easily come into the church. Amen. It can come into the church for whatever reason, be as it may. Set aside that. 
that, that, that illustration and just bring different ones in. Conflict finds its way into the church. But as the people of God, we have to be sensitive enough to know, see it for what it is, understand, and find a way to resolve the issue with wisdom. Amen. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. So you're going to have the conflicts. Conflicts are going to be a part of the church. It's going to be that way. You're going to have your issues. How many can say amen to that? Raise your hand and say, I know, Pastor. That's the truth. Amen. But I also believe God intends for you and I to work it out. You know, some, sometimes, sometimes, Brother Howard, we can, we can say somebody has a complaint, somebody has a problem, somebody has a situation, and, 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 and the response is, well, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. But, you know, sometimes God gives us the wisdom to where we can deal with that issue in a way that is going to be good for all parties involved. Once again, you have to be willing to do you have to be a You have to be a willing partner in that. Right? Amen. And so, so we see that because, uh, you know, it, it is very important for you and I to, to realize uh, that the word reconcile, amen, part of the uh, death, burial, and resurrection Amen, where he reconciles us to himself. Amen. Understanding words like mediator between Christ and man. Uh, there's words there that deal with this, this uh, type of subject and God intends for us to work it. And, and you know, when you, when you think about Christ, you know him as the ultimate. Everybody say ultimate mediator. He became flesh in order to reconcile the ultimate conflict. Amen. What is the ultimate conflict? The ultimate conflict is the sin of humanity. There's nobody that can, that can be a mediator when it comes to that other than Christ Jesus. Because nobody can settle the sin question other than Him. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. This feels more, more like a Sunday night to me right now. Praise God. That's why I'm telling you. You can't follow me. I'm just, I'm just I go, amen. Praise God. <laughs> amen. So, uh, you know, we, we expect there to be a wide diversity of people in, in, uh, in, the, in the body, in the kingdom of God. I like, I like diversity, Brother Richard. I love, diver I love that we're not the same. I love that we have our different ways of doing things, right? It'd be pretty boring if we all just did the same thing all the time. Amen. So that's why I love it in our worship. Why? Because you have all different styles of worship. You've got different people doing different things. No, you don't see me running the aisle because I can't anymore, really. Right? So I get excited when people do run the aisle. I'm like, you go there now, man. That is good. Right? Amen. And so, you know, some people have a good voice. And, and, and they might, and some people will, they're very boisterous in their worship. Whatever it might be, we're different. We all have different, different callings and different gifts and so on and so forth. Amen. But we all are dealing, we're on the same path for the same place. we got the same destination, Right? Amen. So we want to get there in harmony. So settle the conflict and let's get there in harmony. Amen. So the whole body, 
needs to work together to promote an atmosphere of unrestrained love and mutual respect. Amen. Everybody say mutual respect. Amen. Mutual respect. In other words, in other words, it makes no difference where somebody comes from. It makes no difference what kind, if they got money or they don't have money, what kind of car they drive or what kind of house they live in or apartment or what kind of clothes they wear. Amen. They're a child of God. So we need to look at them with mutual respect. Mutual respect. We are a part of the body of Christ and we're each members and we need to respect and realize that there is going to be challenges that will ripple across the community of believers. But God has given us the ability with sensitivity and wisdom to deal with each and every one of those. Amen? So, now let's get to where we should have been 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Amen. I tell these guys all the time, you, you, you can't lock me into, you, can, you lock me into a box and I'm, I'm in trouble. Amen. Let's talk about the importance of community. Everybody say the importance of community. Amen. Now, being a part of the church is, uh, uh, is an essential element of our spiritual formation. And when we are part of that community, we are uh, grounded in faith and uh, we become uh, blessed, if I can say it that way, or enriched because of relationships. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and those relationships is what we build in the church body or in the family. Amen. So let's look at Acts 5, if you will, 542. I want to read something here, Acts 542. <clears throat> Acts 5.42. Praise God. Uh, 5.42. Now, in, in this part here, you're going to read uh, before, prior to this, Gamaliel's advice. But here in, in verse 42, notice what it says here. And daily in the temple, everybody say, in the temple. And in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So, question I have is, where did the disciples preach and teach according to the scripture? <clears throat> they, in the temple and in the house. The temple and the house. In other words, not just the temple and not just the house. But the temple and the house. Both. Everybody say both. Praise God. So why do you think the apostles taught not only in the temple, but also in the individual homes? Anybody got an answer? That's right. Brother Richard? Exactly. What else? Anybody else? Because let me tell you this, and we found this out in our Spanish, is that a lot of them, the way they work... They can't make it to church as frequently. So with, with the house groups or the Bible studies that they have in their home, they're getting the word of God. They're being reached. All right? Amen. And then when they, come to, when they can come to church, they're coming to church. But it says here that, you, that they did it in the temple, daily in the temple and the house. Amen. Right? And the individual homes. So how, how does being a part of something uh, 
counteract some of the negative influences of our culture today? How does being part of something counteract some of the negative influence of our culture today? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that can be our ministry. Right. If we're reaching out to them and get them out of study, mm-hmm. or out of their house, mm-hmm. that is working in the kingdom of God. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So let's look at here. Let, let me look at some things here. Jesus commanded to take the gospel into the world. Amen. The whole gospel to the whole world. Amen. Amen. By the whole body. The whole body of believers. Not, not just one individual, but that every one of us has that, that responsibility to be able to take this gospel out into the world. Amen. Why? Because there are people everywhere, the, and, 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 and when we are part of a body, do you, let's look at it this way. As a community, we are stronger than as an individual. Right? Amen. Why, why, you know, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but why is church important? Well, I may have had a bad day or something may have went wrong. And, and, and if I had just went home and, and pulled the covers over my head and just kind of felt sorry for myself and, and, and all of that, I could live that way. But, but, but elders, sometimes when I come to the house of God and people start worshiping, praising God, even if I don't feel like it, right? Even if I don't feel like it, it begins to bless my soul. Then I realize, you know what? I'm not in this by myself. I'm not in this all alone. Amen. I've got a community. I've got a fellowship of brothers and sisters, amen, that are here with me. So I'm not walking this path by myself. Amen. We're in this together. So as a collective body, as a community of believers, as a church, amen, we are commanded to, to take this gospel to the whole world. And uh, we work together. We preach the gospel and, uh, and they did so throughout the uh, remainder of the New Testament, you know, the, the early church. And it wasn't something that was just focused for their time, but it's focused for all of us. And, and realizing that they ally, uh, aligned themselves with the very conquerors that they, you know, the early, the, the early church religious leaders, they aligned themselves with the conquerors that they, they hated, they loathed. That was the Romans. And then you've read the story about them. Uh, and, and, uh, but what they were doing with the Romans is they were fueling fear into them as though, as though these, these Christians, uh, you know, were going to be, uh, 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 rise up and going to take them over and there was going to be a war and, and, uh, insurrection and, and, uh, but it fueled that kind of fear with, with, uh, with them and it resulted all of a sudden with this rampant persecution against the Christians. And consequently, uh, Christians could not afford to be alone, right? Could not afford to be alone. So the church had to work together not only to protect each other, but also to continue to spread the gospel. Amen. So, yes, they, in one sense, yes, 
They were uh, in the crosshairs of, of the Romans and in the crosshairs of the, of the religious leaders, uh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all that group of people during their day and time. Yes, they were in the crosshairs. Could they have ran and hid? Yes. Could they have, have fled? The air? Yes. But they said, you know what? We can be alert, we can be on guard, and we can still preach the word. Amen. Amen. Preach the word. Everybody say, preach the word. Amen. Being instant in season and out of season is important for the church. Amen. You've got to spread the gospel. Turn to your neighbor and say, we've got to spread the gospel. And so the result was that the body of Christ or the church grew and flourished despite, despite all of the opposition. So when you're reading uh, uh, the story here, the disciples set out to spread the gospel. Amen. To be to, to the known world at at, at that point in time in history. And, uh, and, and we read this and we understand the impact that they had in what could be considered their global world, right? And uh, uh, they had an impact as they work. And, uh, and, and really, honestly, what they did has lasted all the way to today, right now, tonight. Amen. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is that which was, is, is to come. He is the Almighty. Amen. He hasn't changed from, from one generation to the next. He's the same. Right? Amen. So, the, the, so when you look at the beginning of the church, it saw apostles teaching uh, in the temple and house to house. And, and, and in doing that, they devoted themselves to the, the mission of spreading the gospel. And as a part of the body of Christ, you and I, everybody say we, have got to continue that same mission today. In 2022, we got to continue. Everybody say continue. Amen. Every individual, every individual church, every person in the church uh, forms this collective body of Christ, this collective worldwide body of Christ. Each one of us fulfilling a specific role within the body. That's why I say to you tonight that even as we sit here, our brothers and sisters that are in Ukraine that are undergoing this massive uh, form of destruction and, and maybe even many of them have already been killed. We don't know, but, but we do know what's going on in that neck of the woods and we understand that, that they are brothers and sisters. So we should not, we should not just kind of look, you know, at the, uh, you know, uh, aside and, and, and just not think about it because it's 6,000 miles away. No, you and I, as brothers, their brothers and sisters in the Lord, we need to find that time to pray for them. Not only there, but other places in the world where we have brothers and sisters in the Lord. We, that's, we're, the, we're part of the collective body of Christ, right? Amen. So it's not just you and I inside these four walls, but it is, it is the body of Christ that stretches around the world. And so we need to... You know, even though we're blessed, we got in our car, we didn't worry about anything tonight. We come in here, we're not worried about anything. When we leave, we'll go home, go get something to eat, whatever we're going to do. And we'll, and we'll do that, and we'll do that day in and day out, and we'll do that. And sometimes not thinking about what the body is going through in other parts of the world. So you and I need to take on that responsibility and say, hey, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. And maybe you may not pray for anything else except their safety and that the hand of God will be upon them. And that the angels will camp around about them and give them peace. Right? Because we are a part of the body. 
and the part of the body is just not here in Middletown, but it is around the world. Amen. Let's clap our hands and praise him tonight. So, we may, only, we may only be able to see the needs of our own community, what we have, what we can feel, what we can touch. But we also have to have a worldview that incorporates all cultures. Everybody. Turn to your neighbor and say everybody. Amen. So, I, I, have, I have, we have us, right? And we might, we have needs within the body here, correct? And we might reach out to minister to the needs that is in your community, in your body, you know, here. And what we can, what we have around us. But, you know, we always say, I can't, I can't go overseas to be a missionary. Or I can't go overseas to try to win souls. But that's why we have missionaries that have the calling, that have the gift. And then we, what do we do? We pull out, we pull out our wallet and we say, you know what, I can't go, but I can support them. Why? Because we're, we're the body. We're the body. You say, well, I don't know that missionary. Well, do we have to know them? I mean, if, 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 if they've been examined and they have passed everything they need to pass, and they've got the, and, and, and people that have, 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 have really intricately went into their life, and they've figured this out. That's why we have a lot of good missionaries. Amen. And they got the call of God. And then we support that. Amen. We've got home missionaries that go into cities uh, like Chicago and, and New York City and, and Houston or, or L.A. or wherever it might be. These big cities. And they'll plant these churches. You know, and they'll go in there not knowing anybody. They just go in and they start these works and and you support that. We support that. So we, we give to that. Why? Because we want them to be able to take their gifts, their talents, and they go into those communities and they begin to win the lost, right? Amen. So everybody say community. Amen. So the body of Christ, amen, is filled with Holy Ghost-filled individuals throughout the world. And uh, so, so we need to see the need of the body of believers within your community, within your, 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 your area. And, 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 and look, folks, turn to your neighbor and, say, and, and tell them, say, we all need to be a part. Amen. What, what, whatever that looks like, wherever that's it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you, your talent is, whatever you are, whether, whether it's uh, uh, pushing a broom or, or swinging a mop or, or, or building walls or, you know, or, or cooking dinners, whatever it might be. You wouldn't want me to cook you a dinner, okay? All right? You wouldn't want me to cook you a dinner. First of all, I won't cook you a dinner. I'm just going to order Olive Garden or, or, or Cracker Barrel or... Or something like that, right? But we do have a lot of ladies here and some men that can actually cook. Right? And, and so we have all these different talents. And, 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 and that's what God wants us to use at, in the body of Christ. And, and we continue doing that. Don't just study the word of God, but apply it. Don't just hear the word, and, 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 you know, but be a doer of the word. Right? Don't just listen to the word, but follow the word. Plant the word. Let it be planted in your heart. 
Amen. That's why I pray. Let our ears be open to hear, our hearts open to receive what the Spirit would say unto us. And let it be activated in our life. Amen. To where I can be a part of that body and give whatever area and wherever it is. It's crucial. Everybody say crucial. Amen. That we, that we get in some kind of a role. Amen. Where we can be a ministry. Not only our local church, but to the body of Christ. You know, we have men. We have men sometimes, Brother Singer. Uh, that have gone on missions trips, and you've probably seen all the different things. They'll go on missions trips, and they'll go down. We've had several. When I used to go to the Dominican Republic a lot, we'd have several elders that would go down. Even people that I knew, friends that I knew, would go down and build churches. They'd go down, and they would lay the block or do the stick, you know, stick walls and whatever. But they would go in, make benches for them. You know, it's not, look, folks, we, can, we, complain, we complain about a lot of things. But, but, but I've been in churches where these pews were like two by eights on, on blocks. No back. No back. And they would worship and praise God and love God and glorify God. And, 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 and I think to myself, boy, you know, concrete floors. No air conditioning they might have. They thought it was great. I remember in a conference where they gave away fans to churches. The kind of fans that they could have probably hooked somewhere on an arch, turned it around, and it would kind of oscillate a little bit of air out there. And when you get into that kind of situation, you say, wow, what a privilege to see a lot of your brothers and sisters from the States come down and, and set those things up for them so they could have church. Just little light bulbs, not like what we have where they flicker every now and then, but, but light bulbs, just like you would have a light hanging, right? Amen. But you know what? Let me tell you something here. This is why we got to feel like it. Amen. We are a family. Everybody say family. We, we are referred to, you know, we have this um, uh, Christian colloquial, you know, where we call, we call people brothers and sisters. Now, to the world, if, if you were with me and, and I would say, I would say, hey, uh, you know, brother, uh, brother so-and-so or brother, people would look at you and say, is that your brother? Or is that your sister? Is that your sister? They don't understand our terminology sometimes, right? Amen. But, but yet, in reality, yes, you are my brother. You are my sister. We're, we're in a part of the body of Christ. We are in a community. We are in fellowship with one another. And so we use those terms, brothers and sisters in Christ, brothers and sisters in the Lord, you know. Amen. And so it's very important. So, uh, you know, we recognize that we're still joined together with, uh, with uh, uh, each other and with uh, our, our, our Father in heaven. So we bond these and form within the family of God these beautiful uh, uh, closely woven together, things like, uh, you know, as a Christian, we love. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better love. Amen. How about another word, support? Support comes in different fashions. Many, many different ways you can support people. Amen. It could be in different ways. Sometimes you say support somebody and you automatically think financially. But really sometimes, a lot of times, it's not about finances. A lot of times it's about supporting them in prayer, being there to back them up, 
strengthen them, support, think of support, hold them up when they feel like they're coming apart or unglued. Hey man, support. How about care? Care for one another. How, how many can say here tonight, I've had my highs, I've had my lows. Somebody wrote me a letter for my birthday. And uh, thank, by the way, thank you for you very generous your, your giving. And, and uh, I've got cards from even some of our younger people, and it means the world to me. I'm going to throw the rest of them away, but the ones I got from the kids, I'm going to keep. <laughs> it's like my granddaughter. My, grand, my granddaughter made me a card, her, and her and Brock signed it, you know. And, and so it's things like that that are very, I cherish those kind of things. They, they mean a lot to me. Amen. So I forget what I was going to say now. Uh, what's that? Uh, I'm, I don't have my hearing aids in. Yeah, somebody wrote me a letter. There you go. Some, somebody wrote me a letter. And in this letter, they were telling, you know, they, they were, you know, um, forget about the deals about me. It's not about me. But they came to a point in telling me all the things throughout their life that, that me and my wife had, have, have been, had been there for them. And they came to a place and says, you know, and, and, and he made a statement. He said, and when you came to the Cleveland Clinic to pray for my wife going in for surgery for cancer, and then in all caps and quotations, he said, who does that? It's the body of Christ. Sometimes you may not be able to do that, and sometimes I won't be able to do that, given whatever the situations are. But yet, it's, it's making that extra effort to be able to say, hey, I care about you. I think about you. I, I, I appreciate you. And so sometimes it doesn't hurt if you would go to your brothers and sisters of the Lord, if, something, if they blessed you some way, to sit down and write a letter. And, and if you don't, if you write like me, type it. And, and, and thank them or tell them. You don't know what it's going to do for them. You don't know how it's going to lift them up or how it's going to bless them. But, but if you let them know, why, 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 not, why not tell somebody, hey, man, love you. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. You know, Somehow just reach out to them and just articulate that to them as a brother or sister in the Lord. You know. Now, there's a difference between uh, I love you. And saying, hey, man, I love you. Just letting people know you care, right? Community, the body of Christ. Oh, help us, Jesus. Highs, lows. But God's brought us together. God brought us together for that very reason that we can help each other out. You know, Paul was intent on pointing out that both the Jews and the Gentiles were part of the church family. You know, because in, in, in biblical times, there was friction, as we've seen in our original scripture, between the Jews and the Gentiles. And it was so great that the church had to call a special council to determine whether Gentiles could even be a part of the church. 
Think about that. They wanted to make that. And so the result, and so you go to Acts 15 is where that's located, where they had the council. And the result of that council uh, in Acts 15, they established that the church should be open to people of all backgrounds, all races, all cultures, wherever, whatever their station may be in life. Amen. Praise God. Why? Why? Because they understood and they knew that Jesus died for each and every one of us. Each of us. Jesus died for each of us. So who am I? Sister Lyle, who am I to look down my nose and judge somebody when Jesus said, I've come for everybody? Where, 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 what, where am I? Why, why would I ever come to the place to where I would say they're not welcome, but yet Jesus welcomed us to whom so ever he said can come and drink of the waters of life freely. Let me hurry up here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm I, you know what's funny about this is I'm on two and I'm supposed to get through four. So you're going to go home tonight without three and four. I'm going to finish up two and then you're going to have to deal with the rest of it. Because <clears throat> they won't let me have two weeks to finish this up, I don't think. So our churches today are committed. We should be committed to the same. And really, folks, I'm nowhere close to being done with two. But, but there's inclusion or unity. Everybody see unity. Amen. So we seek the Lord. Sometimes we struggle with those things, but we seek the Lord and say, God, we need that overcoming. You know, help us to overcome all any differences or any, you know, help us to be able to join together and worship. Amen. I, 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 I love it that way. I love the different cultures, the different people. It, it's just something about it. Amen. You know, there's difference. You know, I mean, look, you know, somebody from Kentucky is going to be different from somebody in Tennessee. Somebody in Tennessee is going to be different from somebody from West Virginia, the Appalachians, the Appalachians, you know. Amen. Somebody's going to be different in Florida, that is, from Michigan, or somebody from Canada. Eh? 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 I had friends of mine from Minnesota, and they'd say, eh, or, or borrow me, borrow me, borrow me a quarter, borrow me a dime. And I'm thinking, hey, man, what? Where in the world does that come from? But we have all these different people, and we're all part of the body of Christ. And thank God for it, because that's what brings, uh, you know, uh, interesting things into the, into the church. You know, Hebrews, the author of Hebrews promoted the idea of regular, faithful church attendance. Let's look at Hebrews 10.25. You know, when you look at Hebrews 10.25, put it up on the screen for me if you can, sister. Amen. Hebrews 10.25. Let's read it together. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Everybody say exhorting one another. Exhorting one another. There needs to be some encouragement. There needs to be some lifting up. Exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. 
Amen. I'm going to tell you what one preacher said. We don't need less church. We need more church. Amen. We don't need less spiritual activity in our life. We need more spiritual activity in our life. Amen. Why? 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 I'll tell you why, and I'm going to close with this. I'll tell you why we need more. Is because every time, you know, we have a service, that, that gives an opportunity for somebody to come in and hear the Word of God. Every time we have a Bible study, it opens the door for somebody to hear the Word of God. Every time there is a youth service or a youth function or a, camp, a youth camp meeting or, or adult camp meeting, uh, you, you, you know, uh, sometimes we're tired, but we go. Why? It's given somebody a chance to hear the word of God. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together. Exhort one another. Lift each other up. How? As you see that day approaching. Amen. The body, we're a community, and God has come to use you and I to reach out and to expand the community of believers, right? Praise God. Let's stand together. Let's clap our hands and praise Him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord God, we thank you for your word tonight truly is a lamp into our feet. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to hear your word. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to receive your word tonight so that we might do a work in this day and time that we live to reach out to those, amen, that are in this world that are groping around in the darkness of this world, not knowing what to do. Many people want to change. Many people want a word of hope in their life. And I pray tonight that as, 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 as we the people here today, your people, amen, your body, you are the head, we are the body. I pray, God, tonight that you use us in a way, amen, that will minister to each and every person we come in contact with. Let your light so shine through us, amen, that they will see there's something different about us and we can reach them and touch them and, and minister to them the word of God. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and everybody say amen. All right, hang on just a moment here. We have a prayer request uh, for Stephen Newton, the niece of Sister Blackford. Stephanie Newton, the niece of Sister Blackford. She has blood clots in her lungs and they are testing to see if they are in her legs. She needs a healing and salvation. She's 49 years of age. Okay, this is Stephanie Newton. Can we pray as a body of believers right now? Let's pray together. Lord God, we pray for Stephanie tonight. Amen. Stephanie Newton. Lord God, we pray that you would touch her body. We pray that you would take these blood clots out of her body, Lord Jesus. Amen. We pray, pray that you'll bring salvation to her soul. Amen. You are the bomb in Gilead. You're the great physician. It's by your stripes that we are healed. And God, we're calling upon that name, your name, that is above every name. We're praying for a healing touch in her body right now. For the glorifying of your name. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And let everybody say amen. Praise God. Uh, what is today? Today is Wednesday. So remember.